Hello, hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about money personalities with Emily King. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, guys, you already know if you're a longtime listener of the show, I love personality tests. I love geeking out on them and I love talking about them. So I'm so excited to share Emily King with you. She is a wealth and abundance coach for entrepreneurial women and the founder of the Rich Woman Signature Coaching Program. Since 2015, she's worked with hundreds of women to help them create a loving relationship with money so they can massively increase their income and impact. Armed with an MBA and certifications as an NLP practitioner, timeline therapist, and Pilates instructor, yes, all of those things, Emily brings the perfect mix of manifesting woo and business chops to the table to help women across the world live their best rich woman lives, a life of financial freedom, fulfillment, and fun. And we are going to be diving in and talking about the eight different money archetypes that you can have. We're talking about how they apply to your business, how they apply to your life, and what you can do to use those strengths and weaknesses for up-leveling your success. All right, on to the interview. All right, Emily, welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited for you to tell us a little bit about money, but from your unique perspective. And and I guess one of the reasons I'm excited about that is I've become very aware in the online industry of some people who have maybe not so great tactics talking about money, convincing people to, you know, be on their program when maybe they shouldn't be and all of that. And I think I think you have a really different way of talking about money and I'm actually really excited to hear you talk about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's no one size fits all, I don't think when it comes to money. So where did you kind of end up in this place? Like, how did you get into this niche? I feel like I was born to do this, which might sound kind of cheesy and lame. <laughs> but like, I was literally selling pieces of my hair when I because I had like this long, pretty red hair when I was a kid. And I was literally selling pieces of my hair to relatives because they said they liked it. <laughs> wow. That's definitely like the most interesting first business story I have ever heard. <laughs> Right? Like out of the box. Like, yeah, a, a great uncle said he loved the color of my hair. And I was like, oh, I'll sell you a piece for a dollar. And then I made some money that way. So I've always been fascinated by money. And then I was very much a money hoarder. Like it, it took everything out of me to spend a dollar. I was very much a saver. And then when I got to do my MBA, I finally had to go into debt because I was like just in school all the time and couldn't work. So then I experienced the flip side of that of like being in debt. And then coming to a place of then learning about, okay, my mindset can actually impact my money. And then having a complete transformation of like from the hoarder to then the debt to then using money mindset principles to then get me into a surplus of cash flow, right? And just going from there and just expanding bigger and bigger. So I just became obsessed with money manifesting and I got really good at it. And then I was like, I got to teach this at, like to other people because one of the top stressors statistically is money for people. So it's not something that we can divorce. It's not something that we can be like, yeah, I don't really like that. I'm going to like drop it. It's like, no, like all of us need money to survive. So we might as well get in a good relationship with it because like giddy up, we got a long road ahead with this thing. 
It's so funny. A few years ago, my husband and I sold a house and our realtor at the time told us that buying and selling a house is typically more stressful than losing a child to like an accidental death. What? I was floored. I was like, that, that can't possibly be true. And he's like, it might not be for everybody. Like if you have a good, you know, nice circumstance, but you know, a lot of times we're not in a buyer's market or a seller's market. So you combine your your place of living with all the money you've ever seen in your life. And it's like the most stressful thing people go through. Right. Okay. Gotcha now. Because I was just like, what? That sounds a bit dramatic. <laughs> well, I still think it sounds a little bit dramatic, but <laughs> I think people can be dramatic about money, right? Oh my God. Yes. And so that's what I find when people kind of wake up around this because people get into a, a whole hum, like kind of, this is the way it is. You know, I'm always going to be in debt or I'm always going to be, you know, struggling or, or whatever. They get into their mindset, just thinking that's the way it is. Cause maybe that's the way they grew up or that's what they saw. And so then I find the most fun thing for me is when people start to explore the different possibilities with money and it doesn't have to be such as hard, stressful thing. And they're like, Oh, what? Like I can actually sleep at night and I'm actually like looking at my bills and I actually kind of feel good about this thing. Like it's just like mind blowing to them, but I'm just like, yes, this is how it can be. <laughs> so when you're talking about your money mindset and money manifestation, I think a lot of people in the personal development space or the online marketing space have been in and around these topics. Maybe they haven't, you know, fully dived in, but maybe they have heard of them and have some preconceived notions. So what would you say to those people? I would say, <laughs> stay open. I would say take and leave what you want. Because there's going to be things out there that might seem like totally wacky to them. You don't have to take it like just like and it's be like, I don't know, let's just say if you want to get into healthy eating, there's a million and one ways that you can get into healthy eating. You can do the keto, you can do, I don't know, a detox, you can do whatever. Pick the one that works for you. So just like manifesting money, like some people are diehard, say like Dave Ramsey method, where it's just like, don't eat out, only buy used cars, like spend way less than you make. Like he's just hardcore, save, 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 get out of debt, like being in debt is the worst thing ever. And then there's people out there who share, you know, that spending even when they were in debt actually had them get into a better money vibration because they felt wealthy and it actually helped them attract more money ironically enough to then pay off the debt so there's so many different outlets out there or like ways to do it and so pick one that resonates with you so like even today if you're listening to what i'm going to share and you're like eh, i don't really like it cool <laughs> go on to the next thing <laughs> yeah find something that does work for you the, the point being find something right yes exactly so I know that you have some trainings on the different money personality types. And I want to preface this by saying I love personality tests, but I don't think I've ever looked into my money personality. This is a new concept for me. So yeah, let's do it. It is the best. <laughs> it is the best. So last year, yeah, last year, I no, two years ago, I was exposed to this whole concept of money personality. And I was the same way as you was like, what? And it was like, my mind was so blown that I, I was like, I got, I got to learn this for myself and get certified in it and teach it. So I was already teaching money mindset. And so this was just another thing to add to my toolkit. So basically the whole premise of this certification that I got is that there's eight different money personality types and they can range from anything from the accumulator, which is like that inner banker the old me who wouldn't spend a dime on anything to the celebrity that's like, yes, give me all the glitz and glam. And like, I love it all. And then kind of different than them is someone like, 
let's say the alchemist who just is one, I don't know if you're this person or you know of these people who they can think of a million different ideas in any given day. Like ideas and ways to make money are no problem for them, but it's the actual follow through where they fall flat. That is my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Where they're just like, I would like, they're just like, I wish that money could just magically take care of me. Like somebody take care of the money management thing, because I just want to go run with my ideas. And as soon as, as soon as money and like, what do we charge for this? And all that gets involved, then it just makes them shrink. And they're like, um, I'm on to the next thing. Right. So there's so many different money personalities out there. And my husband and I are actually complete opposites. So in learning that, so he's a nurturer and my top one is um, accumulator or one of my top ones. And nurturers are those people that are like the first person to pay for something or like if someone's like, oh, I need you to loan me this. He's like, yeah, sure. We're on the complete opposite where I'm like, go get your own damn money. <laughs> or like if like somebody owes me money, I'm like, it's like on the back of my mind forever until that's like the IOU is paid back. So learning about these just opened my eyes so much to, oh my God, we all work so differently with money. And as business owners, especially like working with clients who are women entrepreneurs, it opened my eyes to, we're motivated differently uh, in terms of growing our businesses. So for example, money, like numbers very much motivate me. Uh, The combination of my top money archetypes, like I'm very driven by financial goals. And some people can kind of feel bad about that. It's not that like, you know, money is the be all end all. I don't care about people. It's just, I kind of see it in the flip side where I see, okay, if I make $10,000, that's going to motivate me. And I'm going to know that in making that $10,000, I've helped, I don't know, say a hundred people. Okay. Awesome. So the number actually is my motivation to serve people. Whereas I was trying to work with clients and I'm like, how come this just isn't like they're not getting it like this motivation around numbers. It's because if they're a nurturer or a connector or an alchemist, for example, they don't give a shit about the numbers. And if I try to be like, all right, come on, let's get a hundred people to sign up for your thing. I actually have a client where she's like maybe the 2% of people that I actually don't dive into numbers with at all. I'm like, if I give you a number target, it actually has her crumble. So if I'm just like, what feels fun to you? Cause like service first, it comes first for her. And then the money flows. I'm just like, what feels amazing to you? She's like, Oh, it'd be awesome to like launch this course. I'm like, perfect. Let's not put any number behind it. I don't care if 10 people sign up. I don't care if a hundred people. The main goal is just fun is what allows the money to flow to you. So knowing how different people operate around money is so helpful because we can hear different strategies out there like sell every day or you got to like have a high ticket offer or whatever it is. And like, we might be thinking that we're a bad entrepreneur because we're not doing it that way, but it's not that at all. It's just, it's not your money personality. So we're not all meant to make money in the same way. hundred percent. I love that you're calling this out because there are so many trainings or programs or whatever you want to call them out there that they're like, well, this is the best way to do it like this. And I'm like, okay, so cool, great. My mastermind was just having a a conversation about that this morning. We were talking about how, you know, all of a sudden there's like a hot new way to do things. Like these days, it's like the VIP day or the done in a day programs, right? And the person who, who leads the mastermind, Maggie, was like, yeah, we've been doing this for 20 years. I remember doing that in copywriting like ages ago. And we just didn't call it that. And it's just a new way to package it up. But 
to say that that's the only way a copywriter or a website designer or what have you can work really puts a lot of limits on us. And then that's not even counting the actual money portion. That's just like the way you deliver a service. So I can only imagine that telling someone who loves giving gifts that they have to focus on acquisitions isn't going to work out so well. Yeah. So it's that like fine line with, with any, well, with any personality in general, let's just use nurture. I'll use the money personality nurturer. So they naturally are nurturing. Like they're very caring, very giving all that goodness. That's not a bad quality. That's a great quality. But where we can get into danger territory is when they don't have any boundaries, when clients walk all over them, when they're supposed to have a one hour coaching call and it turns into two hours, when they get into resentment, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, with any of these personalities, there's gifts in all of them and there's shadow sides in all of them. But that's not to say if you're a nurturer, like you're destined to have terrible boundaries and that kind of stuff. It's just in knowing your personality, you know, okay. So for example, if I was working with a nurturer, and they're like, oh, I really suck at like, I don't know, following up on an invoice or something like that. I'm like, for me, it's easy peasy because that's like, that's not my archetype to follow up on invoices. But this is something where I'd say, okay, you're a nurturer. You need to have your assistant do this, right? Like if you do this, this is, you're going to like lose sleep over it at night. Be like, are they mad at me for following up on that invoice? <laughs> yeah. So it's just so bad. And even myself, I know. So one of my top archetypes is also maverick. So we're big risk takers. We'd love to like change things up, high risk, high reward type thing. So doing something passive is like goes against my grain. Meaning like if I were to sell a course, it's like, you know, $50 course and just have it running on a, you know, automated yeah, yeah. sales. Oh my God, that takes everything out of me because my maverick is like, this is boring. Like, yes, sales are coming in, but like, come on, let's jazz it up a little bit. So I know as a maverick, okay, naturally I'm going to think this is boring, but at the end of the day, it's exhausting having to hustle every single month for your new sale. So I have to just lean into my shadow in case say, okay, this might on paper seem boring, but how can this actually be fun? Well, you know what's fun is making $5,000 passively at the end of the month. That's fun. <laughs> like So, and then having them, those people then sign into different programs. So yeah, it's just... I just love playing with the strengths and, and shadow sides of things and really like amping it up to make the best of your archetypes that you have. So I'm super curious because I'm listening to you describe all of these personality types. And I'm like, okay, I can see a little of myself here. I can see a little bit of myself here. And like I, I called called my husband out earlier because that was really easy. But I'm like, I, I do take big risks, but I also love passive income. And I'm like, so, you know, passive income to me, I look at it as more of a challenge. Well, how can I make this passive income source a little bit more efficient? What can I tweak to change the conversions a little bit? If we swap this headline out, what does that do to it? So I like the challenge of making that passive income source as efficient, shall we say, as possible. But then I also am someone who will take a big money risk if I can really see the rewards and I get really excited about making an idea work for me. Yeah, so it's sounding like you have doubled down on the strengths of your archetypes, where it's like, okay, yeah, I like to take these risks. And now you've like gamified your passive sources, right? Oh, I'm huge on gamification. I basically get nothing done without gamifying it in my world. So, <laughs> yeah, like even with my coach today, I was sharing with her, I was like, if I don't get my content done for like the next month by Monday, like I'm going to pay. I don't know. I was just like making up like little things to get my incentive going. But yeah, so, and the thing is, so some of my clients do the test and they're kind of even across the board. So just like personalities, like I have a friend of mine who's like extrovert to the T, like she needs it. Like I could never do that. But 
on the flip side of that, I'm, I'm considered technically an introvert, but I'm not like hardcore introvert. I'm like kind of in the middle. So I can kind of dabble on both sides of the, of the coin. So the same thing is with like the money personality. Some people have pretty even scores across the board, but someone like me, I had like really high, high scores and really low, low scores. So that just means like the things from my top scores are just being that much more amplified and same thing on the bottom. Yeah. So by the sounds of it, like, I'd be curious what your test results would come back to see like kind of where your scores sit with it all. And maybe you are a bit more even across the board and that's perfect. Then you can just take a little sprinkle from all the archetypes, but like, okay, cool. Like on that one, you know, I need to improve my boundaries a little more because, okay, maybe I'm not so great at that, you know, so take a little taste from each of them. I like that idea. I'm so used to not being even across the board on every other personality typing thing I've ever done. I've been very extreme, shall we say, except I forget the name of this one every time, but it's like the choleric and the melancholy. And on that one, I was pretty even on choleric melancholy. So that's probably the one thing that I was even on. But yeah, anyway, moving on because I could geek out on personalities for a while. I know you mentioned briefly, you know, the shadow side of some of the the money personalities. Like, how does that come into play? And and what could we be aware of to not just, you know, fix our, our money relationship and have that all, you know, work out in a more streamlined way? But also, like, I know we talk about money blocks and things like that. A lot of people will talk about upper limits and things. Where does that all mesh together? Mm, yeah, so great question. What I do when my clients start working with me is the first thing I have them do is the sacred money archetypes quiz or the assessment. Because straight out of the gate, I then like cut through probably an hour of chatting with them <laughs> to, to cut to the chase of what are what's blocking you. So for example, romantics. Romantics, that's an archetype. They're the classic person that says, I deserve it. So they're the first person to like, when they get that influx of cash, the first person to experience retail therapy, get the new purse or get the new whatever, go to travel or whatever and be like, oh, I deserve this. I work hard. So someone like that, they might have the block of like one step forward, two steps back. So no matter how hard they work, no matter how quote unquote successful they are on paper, they might have done like a hundred K launch with something. But at the end of the day, have zero dollars to show for it in their business bank account because they've just blown it all, you know, on whatever. So it definitely comes into play with with our money blocks. And I know to the opposite side of that, like I said earlier, I I was a money hoarder. Now, I still technically am an accumulator. Like that's the archetype is an accumulator, like that inner banker. But now I've just worked with it. So before it was like, it's not safe for me to spend my money. If I spend my money, it's gone. It's going to be so hard to get it back. And it was the classic, like, you got to work so hard for your money. So that was a big block for me. And now that I know, okay, those are classic money blocks of the accumulator. I just have to now know, okay, for me, I'm going to need to really reinforce, okay, it's safe for me to spend my money. When I have spent my money, what's examples of ways that it's returned to me like tenfold or even doublefold or whatever? And then even when they, because ha- we're human and we're going to have times when we spent our money and it didn't work out. Like we invested in something, we're like, well, that was kind of crappy. Just reinforcing like, that's okay. Like I'm still doing well. There's still lots more money on the way. I remember years ago I had invested in something. I'd spent like four or five grand and it did not work out. <laughs> like it was a complete flop. And I remember going to bed that night just so enraged, like, how did I spend $5,000 on this and nothing came of it and blah, blah, blah. And I sat there and I just kind of had a moment to myself where I said, okay, Emily, you can either suck about this for however long you plan on doing this, or you can put like your big girl pants on 
get over it, get back into the, like, this is where the law of attraction comes into play, like, get back into the vibration of abundance, of feeling good around money, knowing way more is on the way, and, like, put your big girl boots back on, and, like, let's go, and then what do you know, the very next day, I signed on a new private client, because I was just, like, decided to get over it, so, yeah, there's, it, like, knowing your money personality can really help pinpoint, here's probably going to be my blocks, and here is the solution for how to overcome these blocks. I love that. I think knowing what your tendencies are, you know, those things that are going to hang you up, even just knowing that is really half the battle sometimes because when they do start cropping up, you can look at it and be like, oh, that's what that is. Okay, now we can deal with it. Yeah. And I think it also helps release the judgment on yourself and just really like kind of normalizes it because knowing that there's eight money archetypes. And so, for example, I used to, well, I still have a client who's a nurturer and she used to really have a hard time with the boundaries and clients, you know, reaching out when they should be like just all the, all the stuff that was getting messy. And she used to really have a lot of self, like bad self judgment of like, Oh my God, I'm like, what's so wrong with me? Why can't I instill boundaries? So it was really a lot of negative self talk and then normalizing it, just being like, yeah, you're a nurturer. Like you're also really amazing. It's just these few things we got to work on here. Just really took that weight off of it. And then knowing that other people were also nurturers and other people struggle with that, it was like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Like, I'm not a loser. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right? Really? And she just came like leaps and bounds with that from just accepting this is who I am. I have a lot of amazing gifts and no big deal to work on the shadow side of this. I got this. Like, it's going to take me a little more work than maybe you know, someone who's not a nurturer, but it doesn't make me a horrible person or like a worse coach or entrepreneur. It's just the way I am. So putting all this together with the money personalities, I mean, this is a business podcast. We talk a lot about online marketing, building up your no like and trust profile so that you can build a warm audience of clients. So, you know, knowing that we're, we're talking about putting things into place so you can build your business in a good way, what's the best way to take your money personality Take this knowledge that we've been talking about and put it into action. Ooh, okay. Good question. <laughs> well, I wonder if I get like not to like flip this back, but like is there something in particular that you find your clients get stuck on when it comes to action? Oh, that's actually a, a great question in return. Let me think. <laughs> I would say a lot of my clients, they come to me from a place of uh, transition. So a lot of my clients have worked primarily one-to-one -one with people, whether that was online or in person, and they're moving more to a one-to-many business model. So it's it's a place of transition for them. It's going to have a lot of new purchases. It's going to have a lot of new tools even, you know, uh, when it comes to, you know, automation tools, software, all that fun stuff. And when it comes down to it, you know, it's not so much that they are resisting spending. It's just that it's a different kind of spending and therefore it requires some mindset shifting to go with it. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, well, straight out of the gate, and this is another thing where some personalities, it's going to be like pulling teeth for them to spend and some they're going to be like, okay, fine. Like the maverick, like we were talking about earlier, high risk, high reward. They're probably easier than the accumulator who's like, oh my God, do you mean I need to spend another thousand dollars on this thing? Right. So that's where affirmations can come into play. Like affirmations are the tried and true. They've been around forever. All the gurus and everyone keeps talking about them for a reason. And still to this day, like I ain't too cool for affirmations. Like I literally have a binder of them that I keep in my office and I have them for different things. Like, okay, 
visibility. Here's my affirmations around this growth. And then just general ones. Like it's safe for me to like, actually just this morning. Cause I, I, I noticed a block was coming up around like, what if like hundreds of people start buying this thing that I put out there? It was like, Oh my God, like all eyes are going to be on me. What? And so I, my affirmation this morning was like, it's safe for me to be the most successful person I know. It's like, wow. Like, so I just kept repeating that. And all the time I'm putting affirmations on my, on my wall. Like even just a simple one I have there, I will take the upgrade. Meaning like I'm available for all the upgrades in life. You want to give me an upgrade on travel. You want to get me upgrade in salary or like, you know, income, more clients. I will take the upgrade. So the tried and true affirmations to start knowing, I would say for people out there in this transition, get out all the shit. <laughs> like meaning I have something that I call a head shit journal. And it's better out than in, meaning like, especially when you're transitioning, you're in that phase where it's like prime breeding ground for the ego, for fears, for doubt to come in, to be like, you can't do that. This is going to suck. That's going to be a flop, blah, blah, blah. Get it all out. Put it down, write it down somewhere. It could be an electronic document. It could be, I literally have a journal that's just for the head shit. I write it all out and then I cross it out and then I rewrite the truth, like a loving thought to myself of like, okay, this is going to be a complete flop. Okay, cross that out. You know what? Even if it is a complete flop, I'm going to be so proud of myself for at least moving forward with this. I'm just going to be so proud of myself for trying because I know that I never give up. So this thing is a quote unquote flop. I'm going to learn something and apply it to the next thing. And eventually I am going to hit my sweet spot with this. So that's the first thing I would say is start with the, the affirmations. The second thing is the thing that really annoys me <laughs> about the whole mindset manifesting law of attraction space is doing all the mindset and taking no action. So it's fine and dandy for someone to learn their money personality and learn about their money blocks and, oh, like, you know, I have the block of, um, I don't know, one step forward, two steps back, or like money is the root of all evil or whatever it is. Okay, perfect. You know your blocks. Now what are you going to do about it? And so I like to tell my clients, mindset without action is bullshit. I could teach one of the first things I get my clients to do is take action on something. No matter if like, but I can't, or I'm too scared. I'm like, get out there and do the thing. We're going to work through the mindset as we go. But the fastest way to expedite the mindset work is to actually take the action. So I love uh, Laura Belgray, who's a copywriter. She, I once heard it from her on a podcast where she said, give it the B minus effort. And I find that so often, no matter what stage we're in, no matter if we're just beginning, or even if we're like years into it, we're always like, gotta be perfect. Gotta be the best. And hearing give it the B minus effort was like the most liberating thing for me ever. So to, to your clients and listeners out there, it's just like whatever phase you're in, like deep breath, tell yourself B minus effort, hit the post button or whatever it is, the send button, get it out there and allow yourself to be imperfect with these money blocks. Cause like, they're never going to go. There's always going to like new level, new devil, or I like to say new level, same damn devil, just like with the different lipstick on. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And there's always going to be a block. So you're never going to fully get over them. Like hate to be the bearer of bad news. So you're going to like allow yourself to be perfectly imperfect and just go forward and take that action. It's going to be the fastest way to just overcome these blocks temporarily. Oh, Emily, that was so good. <laughs> Well, this has been awesome. I could probably talk about this for at least twice the time that we've put in so far, but I like to keep the shows at a nice clip. So where can people find you? And if this is some kinds of work that they would like to explore, what's the best way? Yeah. So I'm hanging out all the time on Instagram. So you can find me there, Emily King Co. Co. And also my website, emilyking.ca. 
And if they want to find out more about sacred money archetypes, there's going to be a link on my website. It'll probably be very obvious to go check that out. It's like a little mini course. So it's super inexpensive. And I can give you actually like a discount code for your audience. Yeah, that'd be great. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. And then if they want to dive in just to like meditation, because another thing I know we didn't really touch on here today, but I'm a huge advocate for meditating, like just getting that still time for yourself to tap into like, okay, what's my own inner voice saying? So I'm a huge like advocate for meditation. There's three meditations they can go download on my website as well at emilyking.ca. So they can go check me out there. And if they're listening and want to DM me, I don't bite. Say hello in my inbox. (laughs) Well, thanks, Emily, so much. This has been awesome. Thank you. This is fun. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that time with Emily as much as I did. One of the really exciting things to me when I booked Emily for the show was specifically how she actually applies all of this money mindset, kind of, you know, woo-woo adjacent stuff to an actual business action point of view. So I love how we closed this episode with her covering that. If you have any questions, I highly recommend go checking out her program. We will see you guys next week. 